0: Oh wait, so is that going to be Angel and the Joker? Mm-hmm. I'm a joker, mm-hmm. I'm a smoker, mm-hmm. I'm a midnight Joker, mm-hmm. 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 Banging the bathroom door mm-hmm. Wrong song mm-hmm. Cause you're my, my angel, you're my, my darling angel, angel.
1: Closer joker. you are to me
0: Hey guys, welcome back to Lucidity. Lucidity. Yes.
1: Lucidity. <laughs> I'm Ryan Muskin, your main host. I'm Levi Rainey, your better host. As that's always. <laughs> another
0: misconception. Yet again. Oh, <laughs> what a good joke. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> not true. But in case you guys don't know, the show's about misconceptions, and it's me and Levi, mostly me, clarifying misconceptions, yeah. and Levi just kind of fills in things. So
1: I want to talk about the quote. <laughs> Fur coats are worn <laughs> by beautiful animals <laughs> and ugly people.
0: Uh, no, that's true though. That is what this episode's about. The episode's called "Beautiful Animals <laughs> and Ugly People," but we're talking about the that that. So that comes from the quote, and it's about animal rights. Is kind of what we're talking about today. But beyond animal rights, we're talking about the misconceptions that come along with food and vegans and vegetarians. But before we get to Those that,
1: savage carnivores and their teeth, their spiked <laughs> teeth. Made for ripping apart people and meats and all shapes and sizes. LOL. Savage.
0: I Damn, vegans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want to start off by saying that fur coats are worn by beautiful animals and ugly people. And I don't mean that in an insulting way to people that wear fur coats. Not calling them physically ugly, but kind of ugly in spirit. Because they are wearing the furs of animals that need them naturally. And they have no, you get no benefit from wearing.
1: Right. So take no offense. Furs. We're not insulting your books. We're insulting <laughs> how you are as a person. <laughs> right.
0: We're insulting your values <laughs> and your principles. Yeah. Ugly on the inside. Right. Not on the outside. You could be beautiful. Um, but I think that's really, I, I personally think that that's kind of wrong. I don't, there's no point in it. And it's a very elitist type of thing. Uh, I don't, I do not approve. However, I do eat meat, and while I've questioned it several times, um, there are some people that go as far as saying that not just wearing animal furs or snake skins or whatever is wrong, but that you should never eat any meat for political and moral reasons, and also health reasons and things like that, which we'll get more into. Uh, But I want to talk about vegans and vegetarians. Are you down? I'm totally down. Well, I'm going to say some microceptions about vegans let's start with
1: <laughs> i can't I oh we're well, not oh you are not going to okay i wasn't gonna wrap it you're not gonna wrap the- <laughs> no
0: okay that. that's fine let's talk about some microceptions which is just a small misconception uh, about vegans a lot of people believe that vegans are an arrogant breed of people that they believe themselves to be better than you and that's true for in some cases Obviously, every, there's arrogant meat eaters, too. There's arrogant anything. You can find any kind of person arrogant, except for people that are arrogant.
1: <laughs> be, people who just be, don't eat anything.
0: Well, yeah, but even they can yeah. be arrogant. You can be arrogant anyway. So, no, that's a sweeping generalization that is extremely inaccurate. Another big thing is that there's they don't get enough protein because meat is the only source of protein. However, there's far more products than meat that provide protein, and you get enough out of it vegans and vegetarians are alive so obviously the diet works and can even be healthier than eating meat and they're not all extremists either they're not all people that are standing outside of walmart picketing
1: picketing have you seen have you seen like groups of vegetarians picketing walmart (laughs) No. Not, okay, Walmart. Why, was the best. All right, how
0: about Longhorn Steakhouse? Oh, Longhorn. That'll do it. I've never seen a protest
1: outside, which, not saying that there aren't any, but not all vegetarians and vegans are doing I'm that. not saying there aren't any protests outside of Longhorn Steakhouse. We're just saying, we don't go to Longhorn Steakhouse. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, this episode is sponsored by Longhorn Steakhouse. For all your steak needs, prime cuts and all. Don't don't give you us... Can go- don't do that. Can I cut that out? <laughs> Longhorn's not sponsored. That's well,
0: awful. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, though, there are some microceptions about meat eaters, on the other hand. Um, meat is not bad for you, contrary to the belief of some vegetarians and vegans.
1: Say it to my face.
0: Meat. Okay, well, I'll say this to you. Meat can be bad for you, obviously. yeah. yeah, yeah. A piece of bacon can actually have huge harmful effects on your body, and there's almost no benefit to it. Yeah, It's just tastes amazing.
1: Studies show that one strip of bacon is actually worse than snorting a pound of cocaine. That's
0: not true at all. Uh, don't, if
1: anyone is listening to that, do not listen to this that. This episode because. brought to you by cocaine.
0: <laughs> no, we're not associating ourselves with cocaine <laughs> at all.
1: Don't, do, don't do cocaine. It's really, really We do not really condone bad. the use of any drugs.
0: Also, meat eaters aren't any less healthy. You can eat meat and be equally, if not more healthy than a vegetarian. Although,
1: Although, if you're just a vegetarian and you eat only vegetables, you're much healthier than if you're a meatitarian and you only eat meat. Yeah, if you only eat meat, right. you are extremely unhealthy. Very um, bad for your cholesterol.
0: And you can also eat meat and still respect animals and their, their rights and dignity. Like, that's not by me going to Chick fil A and eating chicken doesn't mean I don't believe in the rights of chickens. This is, see, but this is where the line gets drawn. This is why I want to kind of talk about, um, we're going to get into animal cruelty in a minute here. But I want to talk about the dignity of animals compared to that of the dignity of humans. I respect the life of a chicken. I think that chickens, sh- all animals, should be raised and kept in proper living, um, live a happy, healthy life, and then be eaten because that is how the food chain works and the free process. And basically, it doesn't take away the rights of life and goodness of an animal that's there's still dignity for an animal but the uh, an animal doesn't have the same dignity that a human has you can't compare killing a chicken to killing a person um there's definitely differences in their dignity and and even like an abuse animal abuse is an awful awful thing but you can't categorize that along with child abuse or or a domestic abuse or anything like that i don't think that those are comparable you can't say why is it okay to for me to uh to or sorry, why is it not okay for me to kill a person, but it's okay for me to kill a cow? <clears throat> because it's a person. It's not it's not the same thing. They're different animals. Um and that's like that's I think something that goes beyond your, you know, religious beliefs. I think it's kind of hard for us to categorize us all in the same kind of thing. I mean, does that mean it's wrong then when another animal kills another animal? So if a lion hunts down a zebra and eats it, is that should we
1: well, some people think Arra- so, should okay? we Yeah, well, should we arrest the lion? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, put him, you mean like put them behind bars and have people watch them? <laughs> oh, sh- oh, we do that. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah.
0: Yeah. oh, However, animal cruelty is awful. And chickens are one of the most abused animals in the world, if not the most abused. They're given steroids so they can grow faster. Yet what happens is they grow excessively fast and then their legs break beneath their weight. And they end up laying on the dirt. That's terrifying. And then they just die. One, it's like, I think the number is somewhere in one in 10, one in 12 chickens die like that, which is horrifying. Oh, they Isn't die it from like, just being, just too, being too large. Fat.
1: And then their legs break and they can't,
0: yeah, it's it's really sad because their New legs don't develop show as fast that as Chickens
1: their have more in common with Americans than previously thought. <laughs> more to 11. Right.
0: <laughs> Cattle. To move on to cattle, um, they're treated horribly just as well. I mean, all these animals are treated horribly. But c- cattle are branded, which, fine, but might be a thing that farmers need to do. I don't know how the whole process works, but it's very painful for them, obviously. You're putting the basically uh, like magma hot metal and touching it to their skin for like 10 seconds just so that you can brand them and say, this yeah. is mine. seems kind of aggressive and wrong.
1: I feel like a collar would suffice. And,
0: well, I know in other countries they just die. They die their sheep or they die their cows because it, it's another way to identify them or and, like
1: the ear tags
0: or the ear tags. Isn't even as it's just giving an ear piercing. Like it's not that, bad. but right. they choose to brand them still in in this world. Um, this modern society where We really just don't need to do that. And they castrate them. They do that. So they don't mate. And the castration is not done in a humane way at all. It's done Pretty much the most gruesome, cruel way you can think of. They hold it down and... Wood chipper? No. jeez. <laughs> oh, no, no. Not a wood chipper. They take a knife and they grab it and they slice. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's literally the process. Um, for not all... now, this is not all places, but this is a thing. This is a very common practice of how they castrate cattle. And beyond that, this one might bother me the most. The way that cows are treated i really have a weird feeling about the got milk campaign and i talked to about in the interview for a little bit why it's so bizarre because cow milk is not exactly good for us there's not many benefits and there's actually a lot of studies showing how bad it's for us um but beyond that to get cow milk the cow produces it when it's pregnant and cows are not constantly pregnant So, well, sorry, not naturally constantly pregnant. But what we do is annually impregnate cows. So a cow can live an entire life pretty much just being pregnant all the time. So it can produce milk so that we can drink it. And it's not even that good for us. And we have to, we annually impregnate. Okay, like if you can put yourself into the shoes of the cow, imagine you- the hooves of a cow (laughs) imagine being forcefully impregnated every year just so somebody Uh, can have your breast milk it's it seems very violent and cruel and unnecessary in the world that we live in and it it's sad that that's the that's the treatment that our animals are getting now in this world where we have the technology to just not do that (laughs) we have the means to not do these things and yet we're just doing it because it's easier it's it's how we've always known to move on from that we're gonna get into some facts about the fda and talk about the food that we're eating uh so the the uh food and drug administration is the fda and they used to be really good at their job um not that they aren't anymore but just things have gotten kind of out of hand (laughs) debatably back in the 1970s they used to do uh, year yearly annual inspections, they do, well, sorry, not annual inspections, they would do inspections throughout the year, then they would do about 50,000 of them. So they would check up on these factories <clears throat> multiple times a year. And uh, it was very efficient, and they had a good eye on the factories. Today, however, they only do about 9,000. So 50,000 to 9,000, 9,164 to be exact. Uh, and that's kind of scary that our food is not being looked at, or the, sorry, how our food's being processed isn't being looked at as in depth as it used to be.
1: North Carolina, home of the world's biggest slaughterhouse, slaughters 32,000 hogs every single day.
0: Yeah. And if you do the math there, that adds up to about 32,000 times, like nearly a million a month, about a million hogs in a month just slaughtered for fun. And that's really, not for fun, I'm sorry, I should not have said for fun, (laughs) slaughtered for food that we don't really need. It's kind of disgusting amounts of hogs being slaughtered. Poor hogs. And then, on top of that, there's a food crisis going on where there's not enough food to feed everybody in the world. That's wrong, because there is enough food.
1: plenty of food. There's plenty of food.
0: It's just (laughs) all 32,000 of those hogs are being served to Americans. Big, fatty Americans. (laughs) (laughs) And...
1: And hogs feed the hogs. Yeah. (laughs) That's what they say.
0: (laughs) Did you just come up with that? I actually, yeah, I really like that. should make a shirt. So there used to be thousands of factory farms, um, places that there were big farm industries that would, you know, slaughter hogs as, as I do, as they do, but they were more humane because there were less of them and they didn't have to work at these giant numbers of animals. So they had more time and capital, and employees to take care of them in more proper manners. But now most of them have been shut down and there's only eighteen. Eighteen okay. in America. There are eighteen factory farms that that's where all of our meat comes from. Just those eighteen farms. So all the meat in the United States comes from eighteen places. Really? With the exception of some um really small local uh markets like slaughterhouses and things like that. But those they okay. they only sell locally. So you can't buy any of, like, if you go to like a giant eagle or Walmart, they, all their meat comes from just these big factories. And we're just trusting that these 18 factories are treating our
1: animals well. I'm and sure, they're meat, being right? real nice, too. Right. right. Everybody gets their own separate room and a cushy memory foam bed mm-hmm. and just fine dining <laughs> on China every night. Right. Come right. on down to the factory farm where money is no object. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to the factory farm.
0: <laughs> hey kids, this let's go out. This episode you by the factory farm. <laughs> right. oh, we have a lot of awful sponsors
1: today. Yeah, these
0: sponsors we are like about really poor. One, one of them, cocaine sponsored us at one point. Was <laughs> yeah. In fact, cocaine. Farms. Right. So uh we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to talk about our current diets, um, why we eat, and the one time I tried to be a vegetarian, <laughs> 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 and then we'll uh, jump on into an interview when we're back. And we do not condone the
1: use of cocaine or any other drugs. <laughs> not at all, no. His footprints are fading away
0: from the beach. We're not a family to pray or to preach, but daddy's best friend took a handful of pills and now
1: he's at a podium making a speech. Yesterday night after dark carefully wrote his remarks, but everyone said what he put on his page, so he threw it away and went straight from the heart. I thought this was a party But all my friends are leaving
2: And I still wanna play whoa, whoa.
0: My current diet is pretty much the standard diet that most people are on. How about, how about yours are on? Oh, well, all right. So it's not really a diet at all. I'm just eating whatever is in front of me. Um, that's not totally true. <laughs> I, I try, I try to eat fairly well, but I don't, okay. I, I'll have something normal now and then. I mean, what do you, I, I'm saying I don't avoid meat and I don't, I'm not a vegetarian or a vegan. You know what I mean? I, so I'm then we're normal.
1: doing the college diet, which for me consists of typically popcorn uh hummus, mm-hmm. sushi, jamba juice. Uh yeah, that's about that's it. That's The that's only things you consume ever. <laughs> that's all there is, yeah.
0: And I think of myself as pretty healthy. I work out, um and I I don't know, I drink a lot of water. I try to stay healthy. I try to avoid pops. I don't drink milk. I try to eat healthy when I can, but I do give myself days where I just don't eat healthy at all. Like today I didn't eat, I ate an entire pizza all by myself. And Wow, what size? It was like a small, but still. What toppings? I had black olives, sausage, nice onions. Not
1: sausage. I can't do sausage. Man, it makes me like throw up.
0: Well, like eggs, bacon, grit, sausage.
1: Sausage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you should. I saw. Did you see Deadpool yet? No. Staying on topic here. Um, you didn't see Deadpool. Oh no. well, he orders like a pineapple and black olive pizza, and I got one. And it was actually amazing. Yeah, I love both of those things. You should try it.
0: Pineapple, I should try it. I know pineapple's my favorite. This episode brought to you by Pineapple Black Olive Pizzas. <laughs> Again, another one of our many <laughs> sponsors. Why don't we have more money for this? Why we our, do. Why isn't our production budget so
1: much better? We have so so much money for we this. So, yeah, definitely.
0: But uh, my one time, I started a thing where I wanted to try to be a vegetarian, and... This happened probably my junior year of high school, and I don't know why I just I was researching food one day, and I was like, "You know what? I feel like I would be cooler if I didn't eat meat. How long did it you last as a vegetarian seven days, seven days one week, I promised myself I'd do oh. it for a week, and the second the week ended, I gave up completely.
1: You're um, so dedicated i
0: no, I mean, I was dedicated to the week I promised myself to. I just, when I finally finished that week, I was like, man, right, I, I mean, didn't at least you tried it. it. If, right. Yeah. And I felt good. Actually, it was a good cleansing of the system. It's a good cleansing process. Mm-hmm. I definitely felt better afterwards, but I couldn't do it. And so I have mad respect for people that can do it and choose to do it. And even beyond vegetarians, vegans I find to be very impressive because they avoid. You got to be strong willed, there's yeah. me
1: everywhere you like um guacamole guacamole yeah guacamole Guac. the the green the green goose the guacs. the guac the guacamales yeah you like the guacamole? guacamole. do you like the guacamales the guacamales I'm <laughs> a fan it's <laughs> just a, way too long i'm a, I'm a fan of the guacamales <clears throat> well
0: I really don't like Chipotle's guacamole I don't know about you I I like Chipotle actually I do enjoy eating it. What what
1: do you get at Chipotle? What I usually get. You get uh, Besides you know E. Coli, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I get a bowl. Um,
0: but that's a, no that's a good point. <laughs> in, uh, in 2001, I was going to jump in this. In 2001, Chipotle released a mission, a mission statement, and they called it "Food with Integrity." Very popular, a lot of people know about it. That's why people like Chipotle is because it's very it's very food friendly. Uh, And they highlighted their efforts to increase their use of naturally raised meat, um, organic produce, and dairy without added hormones. So Chipotle has this problem, however, despite their food with integrity thing. And obviously, everybody has heard about it. They get the neurovirus often uh, spread from their food and E. coli outbreaks. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, it's just like the workers get sick and things like that. I've talked to my girlfriend about this because she... Tens Boston College, and that is where the latest outbreak of Nero virus from Chipotle happened, was all over Boston College's campus. <clears throat> and we kind of talked about it, and I was trying to explain to her why this keeps happening. And she said, oh, no, it only like, happened one time. Like It could happen to any restaurant. And I told her, no, that's not true. And the problem is Chipotle's <laughs> food with integrity. Um, what came with it was GMOs. They don't use GMOs, genetically modified Organisms because they want to have integrity with their food, which is kind of a weird concept to me because GMOs aren't bad for you, despite contrary belief. They have
1: a bad stigma.
0: They have a stigma, yet there is no research that proves anything bad from them. They have no proven harm or long-term side effects, and studies support that. I don't understand why there's so much fear behind GMOs. and Actually, by not using GMOs in Chipotle's food... That allows for their meat... So, so, okay, just to break this down really quick for people that don't know or aren't familiar with it. Um, GMOs, genetically modified organisms, have their DNA modified so that they have special traits and factors. So the meat that is often consumed from restaurants, are almost everything you eat now is a GMO. Because it's potentially better for you or safer to eat, um, meats that aren't GMOs don't have... A certain antibodies or whatever it may be in them that is modified that prevents them from carrying diseases uh, such as e coli and neurovirus which are huge that's why these things spread so much in chipotle all these diseases and people get really sick and can even die from eating chipotle because they don't use gmos because of the stigma surrounding them and that's what the big controversy is and my question i guess is why is there so much fear around it i really don't know the answer to it um it's this, like you said it's the stigma but
1: why Why, lack of gmos might be not as safe but neither is eating a thousand calorie burrito thinking it's healthy for you yeah
0: that's another thing i've found in a lot of um dietetic people that people like are on a lot of diets they like oh yeah like i'm eating this because it's healthier but then they eat 20 times the same amount i would of just a a thing that's healthier and that's not necessarily healthy so this transitions me into The Jungle, which is a popular book written by Sinclair. Uh, this was written basically in favor of immigrants um, during his time period uh, in in America. And he wants to show what it was like to work in factories and to be one of those workers. But he also wanted to show some of the other dark sides of America, the hidden things that are really kind of disgusting. And what he found in his research was that the food uh, factories, like the ones we were talking about earlier processed meat in really disturbing and disgusting ways, really unhealthy, really gross. And he wrote about it in his book, and that was what was most noted about it in his book, The Jungle, which you should read because it's really fascinating, actually. And after he put it out, uh, a lot of people, government people specifically, were calling him out as a liar, and he wasn't. But I will quote for you something President Roosevelt said about him Uh, back when the book first became really popular and he was asked about it. Roosevelt said, and I quote, I have an utter contempt for him. He is hysterical, unbalanced, and untruthful. Three-fourths of the things he said were absolute falsehoods. Unquote. Um, That is kind of hilarious that one of our greatest presidents ever said that because it was very true. Most of what he said was true. And his book actually led to the Meat Inspection Act and the Pure Food and Drug Act. Because after Roosevelt then went on to look into this, um, had his workers look into it, they found that a lot of the things Sinclair wrote about were actually true and very disturbing. And thanks to that, though, now we have Meat Inspection Acts and uh, and Drug Act. These laws were passed all thanks to Sinclair's investigations. And that's why now our hot dogs are a lot safer to eat uh, other modern meat. So back to-
1: Relatively mm, safe.
0: Right. Relatively uh, safe. <laughs> a good way to put it. Well- I think there's stigma around our meat too now. Um, I kind of keep jumping back and forth with arguments. I I acknowledge the downsides to the meat industry, but there's also, you have to defend it to an extent. A lot of people see hot dogs and think of it as pink slime. There's famous videos going around the internet of pink slime.
1: Yeah, there's a picture of, Oh, this is the this is the machine that comes out with the hot and it's just like tubby custard from Teletubbies. <laughs> I think That's an action. People tried to spread that. It was like on Facebook, like this to take down the meat industry. That's just that's and tubby that's, custard. That's tubby Come custard. On. That's, t- <laughs>
0: that's tubby <laughs> custard.
2: Come on. What are on. you doing? The
0: hot dog industry is kind of a fascinating subject. I'd like to hit on really quick, and I'm going to do a weird thing here where I'm going to kind of bash on the hot dog industry, and then I'm going to defend it a little bit. I want to start off by talking about a really, really disturbing practice the hot dog industry does right now. Right now, they still are doing this, and it's horrifyingly disturbing. And there's tons of videos all over you can find of this. Not that you would want to watch it, but just no as links evidence. No to that
1: on the website. No, yeah, no. Um, But they call this practice thumping. Which is on par with trumping. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a good way. On par.
0: Thumping, I'm just going to be blatant with it is smashing piglets on the ground in order to kill them because they are underdeveloped and it's still a common practice. So they literally take an undeveloped piglet and instead of raising it and spending the funds on it and trying to keep it alive and healthy and still living because they know they can't use it for good meat. They just get rid of it by thumping it. And they literally grab it by its hind legs and just smash it on the ground. It's one of the most disturbing things I've seen. And it's, awful uh that's still a practice that goes on not that that's hot dog companies necessarily but that's they're supporting these farms that do these factories that do that now less expensive hot dogs are often made from chicken or turkey and they use low-cost mechanically separated poultry uh these hot dogs are not made necessarily from these pigs and things like that. that's higher-end hot dogs um, they often have high sodium, fat, and nitrate content, and those ingredients are linked to health problems. So eating a, health, a hot dog that's not a real hot dog, if that makes sense, not one that's not made from um, pork, is not really healthy for you. I think that's pretty well known that hot dogs are not healthy for you at all. So just to kind of summarize that, uh, hot dogs are made from pigs, and those pigs can be thumped. Ugh. Right? Isn't that awful? And they're not healthy for you. And why are we shoving these into our mouths? Is what I want to know. I think it's a really disturbing thing that that's like the number one food sold at most stadiums and every Fourth of July. Uh, all these pigs are being slaughtered just so that we can shove our faces with unhealthy food. <laughs> it's just it disturbs me a little bit. But I will say. To defend the hot dog industry a little bit here, they do have a stigma around them about the pink slime that we were talking about. That That's not really real at all. They do make them in ways that aren't horribly disgusting. Um, they aren't made of hooves and beaks being ground up. They, they have meat bits and chunks, and it's actually mostly, if you really broke down a hot dog, it's mostly grains. So you'll get different meat bits from different things and grains, and they still aren't good to eat, but it's not something that you should just puke over because it's made of like old chicken beaks or something like that talons. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, it's still very disturbing. We're going to take a quick break here and uh, you'll hear a word from our sponsor and then we'll return and wrap this episode up. We'll be right back.
1: This episode is brought to you by Tubby Custard. Pink in color and rich in vitamin K, Tubby Custard is sure to get you through your day. Go to TubbyCustard.com for more information and coupons for this amazing product. The interview
0: that I conducted with Mr. Jeffrey Zulo uh, concerning his diet and related things to the episode, um, it actually had some technical difficulties Sadly, it was a really, really good interview, and I definitely think it's worth a listen. However, these technical difficulties make it kind of hard to hear, and it's a little rough on your ears, so we decided to uh, pull it from the main part of our episode, and we play it at the very end. So if you want to listen to the interview, which is definitely worth a listen, uh, you can listen to it at the very end. You can also read the interview's transcript on our website, luciditypodcast.com. Obviously, there's a population growth going on in the world And we're constantly, exponentially growing because of health uh, standards being improved and better health care universally. People are living longer and more people are being born because of it. And that kind of can create a problem where now there's not enough foods to feed people. But we do have the food there to do it. We just need the means to get it to them. And it's to feed 9 billion people by an estimated 2050. And... It's kind of scary, and we could easily be affected by this if we don't start maximizing our technology and some of the issues that we have. Um, vegans and vegetarians are doing something right, kind of regardless of what you think. <laughs> and I know I know, it sounds a little bit biased there, actually extremely biased, but they are. Uh, and it's kind of hard to argue that, but by being vegan or vegetarian, they're Leaving the meat basically uh, for other people in the world. And I kind of talked about this in the interview with Mr. Jeffrey Zulo about how when we don't eat uh, meat, we're leaving a lot more veg- like vegetation and things that the animals would have eaten. Um, that's also being left over. And that is more accessible for other people to eat across the world. So even if it just seems like a small amount or something like that, there is at least some benefits to it. And uh, there's a lot of vegetarians and vegans and people that will argue that uh, by whether it's a moral thing or an ethical thing or a political thing or just a health thing, there's benefits kind of universally to their decision. So to conclude In a hundred years, we've seen the evolution of life and technology accelerate exponentially. Our cars are faster, our buildings are taller, we're all connected. Food is more accessible than ever in history, but at what cost? Are the right mouths being fed the right quantities and the proper nutrients? Will our world advance in ways where we can solve the food shortage? Vegan, vegetarian, omnivore, carnivore, we're all people. We all share this world, we share it with the animals we are blessed to live among And we have a duty to respect these creatures and to share this world with them. Eat and think. Lucidity.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Lucidity. You can find this episode and all our episodes at luciditypodcast.com. You can find all our social media links on the website as well. And um, where can they contact us if they have questions? Oh, they can contact us in many places. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but mostly on contact at luciditypodcast.com.
0: Right. Email us questions you guys have or concerns or harass us. Tell me I'm wrong, and I will be glad to argue or to be proven wrong.
1: I love Leave that. Leave feedback on iTunes. Tell us how terribly we're doing, and maybe we can fix that. Right. Exactly. Um, All right. That's it for today. See you next time. and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Jeffrey Zulo.
0: Hey guys, I'm sitting here with Mr. Jeffrey Zulo. He is a vegan of how many years now? About two and a half years. Okay, I thought it was longer than that. This is about 2013. Okay, so almost three years now. Okay. And I decided to interview Mr. Zulo um, because he is an old friend and a very knowledgeable person that knows a lot about diets, I take in plants, botany. Um, so I was wondering if you could just kind of describe your current diet sure. and so, what you eat.
2: Okay, what we eat now is, um, this is like something that my wife and I decided to do together. Sure. Um, essentially, be- beginning to work on health and lose a little bit of weight. And we have what's called a starch-based vegan diet, which is different yeah. than a typical vegan diet. Uh, we eat a lot of complex carbohydrates or, you know, potatoes, sure. whole grains, uh, rice, anything that's, you know, full of carbohydrates, okay. and then we uh, and we also eat a lot of vegetables and beans and nuts. And
0: Do you avoid any kind of animal byproduct?
2: So eggs, milk? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, no animal Products at all. Okay. The only thing that we sort of eat is honey, which I guess technically is right. given up by like animals, but it's not really a
0: product. Right, people. I was reading about that. I find that kind of interesting. There's sort of a little vegan controversy there. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm worried about bees, right?
2: The right. Right. stuck in the bee movie? Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, we eat. Uh, we eat no butter, no, um, no eggs, no dairy at all. Okay. And
0: really good. okay. Yeah. So I was wondering if you could kind of explain the history of your diet, how you started eating, and then what made you decide to change, and how it's been going for you. Okay.
2: So, well, for many years, actually, I've been a vegetarian on and off. So okay. So I can go back to. You know, I don't know. It's my college years, probably, which would have been a long time ago, right? 1980s. But anyway, that uh, my brother and I, or my parents and I, used to experiment with vegetarianism, uh, okay. months at a time, and but it was just simply avoiding red meats, UK, and fish, well, like, sure. sometimes. But then, um, but then a few years ago, it was um, we decided we wanted to try something a little bit different, so we explored. Actually, did a lot of my wife did a enormous amount of research wow. about um, this kind of a diet. Um, okay at the time because she wanted something that we could eat or try yeah. that was sustainable that we wouldn't get hungry right and
0: the, and something that had variety to it so you weren't just eating grass every day or something
2: right. <laughs> yeah. you can't yeah. you know, just if you can't you can't just eat green vegetables right you can't just eat fruit right Nobody does that. Yeah. And- it's not even, you will be, be hungry in like a half an hour. So <laughs> right. What's the what's Is the
0: there point? a benefit to it? Yeah.
2: Right. You need to have the, the long-term burning fuels that you get from carbohydrates. So sure. So this whole phase now, the of not eating carbs, um, is not really based on good medical research because mm-hmm. cultures, I mean, they say that... John McDougall is one of these big gurus and all this. He thinks that like okay. 9 billion out of the ten billion people who have ever walked the earth eat a lot of starches. Right. Raw right. It's
0: worse. Right. Kind of a, a little bit of a misconception there. Yeah.
2: Every culture has its own. They have, you know, cassava roots or they have potatoes or they have rice or they have um, pasta. You know, whatever sure. it is in every culture, everybody has bread. So, uh,
0: well, I was wondering about your decision. You kind of wanted it for health-based reasons, but do you have any political beliefs behind it or moral standings also
2: yes actually um, for me personally it's um part of it's you know, it's about health but then for me it's I do it for environmental reasons Okay. Um, so it, it saves an enormous amount of water for me not to eat meat mm-hmm. um, because eating meat for instance you know requires hundreds of gallons of yeah. water for everything I mean, hamburger yeah uses all the water lots of water to feed the cattle and to eat, you know, feed them the grain and so forth mm-hmm. um, so I feel like I'm saving forest lands and trees, right, and, and the you know carbon dioxide emissions, methane emissions, all these things. I'm hoping to mitigate and really you know at in an individual level, but it's actually quite a bit, and, and every one person makes a big difference when it comes to. Um, not right, yeah.
0: And, and I think a lot of that, too, is... I watched a video about um, the effects of not eating meat and being vegetarian or vegan and how that also allows for more food to kind of got... Like, the, all the food that you're not consuming, all that meat that you're not consuming is also kind of...
2: It can be redistributed
0: to people that do need it and things exactly. like that. And exactly. it's Yeah, it's, it's just kind of, um, I don't know, being more altruistic. and
2: <laughs> It is in a sense, too, that um, because if I don't eat, you know, a cattle this month or people, yeah. whatever, if I don't eat a cow this month, then um, all that food that the cow would eat, you know, sure. can be redistributed. So in that sure. sense, you know, maybe, yes, if somebody's producing a lot of chicken out there and I'm mm-hmm. eating it, well, yes, somebody else could even buy it. But yeah. the reality is, I'm also saving a lot of food, you know. Right. All these plants that could be fed to humans right. instead of to factory farms. Yeah, which would just yeah, cuz it, it's kind
0: of yeah, I haven't even thought about it really that way. All the food that that the cattle and the animals eat, that gets consumed by them and then we just consume the animals, but if we just consume the food before the animals do, then you know yeah. like,
2: I'm the primary consumer. Yeah, basically. your old science. Yeah, essentially. The the essential. And, uh, exactly. Yeah, consuming right straight, you know, closer to the
0: earth. All right, It's fascinating. So I was wondering if you could explain any misconceptions. I know you've probably been teased before about your diet. I know people that face that a lot. Um, I'm sure there's also a lot of support about it. So I was wondering if there's any misconceptions that you think people have about vegans or
2: vegetarians. Yeah, I think um, one of the misconceptions I kind of mentioned is that um, we just eat. Plants, mm-hmm. just plants, yeah. you know, and that's it. And that's not true because you know a vegetarian or vegan really needs to eat a lot of, needs to eat a nice variety of foods for enough nutrients. For one thing, um, one of the misconceptions about eating this kind of a diet is that you don't get enough protein. Sure, but there's no such thing. If you look around. United States, nobody has a protein deficiency. Right. Because the USDA has, you know, said that we need whatever how many ounces and grams of of a day, but we don't need that we need that much protein to function. Right. And um, so but I get protein from rice and beans and grains and plants. I mean, there's, there's a lot of proteins plenty of protein yeah. in a regular diet of, you know, or plant based uh, uh-huh. so um I have no like vitamin deficiencies, you know, I the only thing I can't get is vitamin B twelve. But of all the of all the sure. other nutrients and minerals. And vitamins out there getting them
0: out. Right, and you're fine and healthy, somewhat would even argue healthier to a
2: degree. Yeah, and I had I had blood work done last summer to see just where I was and the doctor's like, Wow, for your age, like what's your cholesterol? Right. Like at the bottom, you know? Right. It was perfectly healthy and sure. um, and you know, I don't have like fats in my blood and you know Yeah. You know, there's just that sort of thing is just not missing and um I don't take blood pressure medication. Sure. It's I don't take
0: anything. I just eat food. <laughs> right. Right. You are just doing, doing like what you're supposed mess. to do. Yeah. Eating the healthiest fun. kind of yeah, that's that's awesome. So um but what how about like socially do you face any kind of or the way people view you right. as a person?
2: <laughs> it's funny. there are um we try not to go out to eat as much anymore. Actually, we can't go out to eat as much because so many restaurants are not very vegetarian, vegan friendly. Right. But we're finding ones that are, and you have to go and you know pretty, pretty much if you live in a decent sized city. Yeah, you'll find something. That if they're getting more and more friendly for that sort of thing. But just um, even socially, like you know, I don't attend as many church potlucks as I used to. Yeah. It's a big, important part of my life, but um, it's uh, we'd have to bring a couple of dishes. Right. For, something sure. For... Which we do. You know, Yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Um, Like for church potlucks, for instance, we, you know, we'll bring a vegan dish Mm -hmm. or even like we had family Thanksgiving or Christmas this year and they asked us to make pumpkin pies. So I said to Becky, well... (laughs) <laughs> we'll make two I'll make a vegan one and the one from the bag. The recipe from the bag. Of the Libby's pumpkin pie. Sure. And they were both very popular. And we didn't tell them that one of them was vegan. Okay. You know, and the the one that was vegan, everybody said, Wow, this is delicious. Like, what is this? what's This a little bit different. You, you got them. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It's like oh, it's just
0: yeah. but, <laughs> nice milk in it. You know? Wow. But,
2: no cashew milk instead right
0: i i have become very fond of almond milk um since i've been gone it's good <laughs> yeah and i really like it it's been interesting doing my research on this and finding kind of the health benefits and some of the misconceptions about the foods that we eat and what we think is healthy and is not as healthy kind of like the whole got milk campaign i found very fascinating as to why that happened also kind of the way people view spinach <laughs> um that not the spinach is not healthy for you but it's not as healthy as everybody believe you know back in when Popeye first came out and all he had to do was eat spinach and he had massive forearms right. that was kind of just a campaign that happened after the wars had ended and everything and they wanted Americans to eat healthy and be strong and big well researchers said oh yeah spinach will be healthy for you so they kind of blew it off proportion and got the public eye to believe that spinach was this super healthy like steroid
2: almost <laughs> It's high they're Right. Plants like Dan Wines that are even higher, you know, but, right. Right. and, you know, kale and tomatoes and so forth. But, sure. But you yeah, the Got No campaign. That drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I, I haven't really had a glass of milk since I was 10 years old. And because at one point I just decided I can't stand milk anymore. And I always felt like it caused me problems. And I wasn't sure. I couldn't identify it. I was right. able to diagnose. But um, then, you know, after I thought about it much, much later, uh, why are human beings still not moving from milk? Because right. you're supposed to be by the time one year old, and be supposed to stop drinking milk.
0: That's exactly, milk. and we're milk? yeah, cow's milk. And, and what I find also sad about it is we don't we don't need it, and but to get it they have to impregnate a cow, and they do it annually, which is very I find that to be really abusive to a to a cow, and that's how we get just so that we could get something that we don't really need. Right. You know what I mean? I just find it it's kind of
2: a bizarre. So, Right. Bizarre I system. Mean, not, I mean, I like animal rights. Right. Um, that's right. my big thing. But, um, but yeah, the, the cow's counterme- and even cow's counterme- is so it's yeah. different than it used to be. Yeah. But in addition, it's, um, they've discovered that the kind of folks that's in cow's counterme- for instance, is not the kind that prevents our costeo. Arthritis and osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Everybody's drinking tons of milk to avoid having bone problems when they're older, but the, the osteoporosis problem is accelerating because the kinds of lactose that are in the burn, the right. kinds of bone structure that you need to have. So vegetarians and more or vegan people or people that are avoiding dairy products, Mm-hmm. You know, calgary products actually have stronger plant-based. Right, and, and so the things well. that
0: actually give them the health benefits. It's okay. yeah. Um So I want to ask you more so now your views on meat eaters and if you think you may have misconceptions about meat eaters or if you think that the vegan community has misconceptions about meat eaters?
2: You know, number one I have to say that um I coined the phrase a polite vegan. <laughs> I don't know if it's okay. out there yet or not, but. Um, but that's what ourselves because um, I avoid meat I avoid the butter and the dairy and if someone says to me you know my mother or somebody in my social circle say I just made this wonderful cookie from scratch and then I'm not going to say oh it makes butter in it you know like, right uh, and really they, deny it <laughs> they know they'll say I made this without it you know I even have requested for my mother <laughs> you when know, she's making cookies this year don't use the butter make it like you did when we were kids with you know or with Crisco you know so and then she did and it, it's, it's healthier for me.
0: Right. Uh, and it's, and you went about it in a polite way. You weren't being snobby or something right. like
2: that. No, you know, just, you know, I'm very, it's really easy to say if people are passing a meat dish around the table, I just want not take the meat. And, sure. You know, the first wedding we went to, our like family wedding, we'd been vegan for, I don't know, a month or two. Okay. And uh, my wife looked at me and just so you know, as we're walking up to the buffet line, and I said, yeah, I tell you what, I am like. you know. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's going to be offended. My family loves food and all just eat lots of potatoes and beans and yeah. whatever else is on the Sure. I like, yeah, just want the chicken and the There you go.
1: And,
0: um,. So, well, I was wondering if you think that the community, the vegan vegetarian community, has kind of misconceptions about meat eaters, or, or sees them in a certain light that's not always true.
2: Yeah, I know that's interesting. Um, I think there are, there's a camp of vegans that you know despise meat eaters because they're eating right. animals and all of this. And, um, I don't fall into that realm. I don't judge people for what they eat. sure. But I do have empathy because I know I have a lot of friends who are overweight or have health problems. Because of their diet, it's not because of that they're lazy or because they have a lack of exercise. Because I know that are incredibly physically active, but they're surrounded by this, you know, fat and, and swelling and, that they're getting from their cheese and the things right. that they love. And I, I want to say to them, Would you
0: follow me just for a couple of weeks, right? I bet I can show you some stuff that tastes
2: just as good, yeah. I, I said, you know, not pictures of me, even right years ago, I wasn't heavy, but. Fast. Wow. Gone
0: and your doctor even evaluated you and said you're healthier than most men. and I
2: feel good about that. I have lots of energy. Right. You know, so I'm, no problems there. I just, uh, I think, um, I think in our culture, you know, anybody who's a vegetarian, vegan probably wasn't raised that way. Most people weren't. You know, there's just gen- yes yeah, so that's that's right. of course that, haven't eaten meat you know, for a long time sure. but um, I think most of the people in this era right now are converting to that so without seeming zealous about it right you know, yeah you just have to I try not to I try not to be arrogant about it right
0: like you said there's a way to go about it there, you can be the polite vegan and, and just you know it's your, your choice and what you want to do and respect others' decisions
2: and I like to you know I, I like to help people learn things yeah 24 hours a day right so right. it doesn't matter if I'm Teaching in a classroom or is helping say, Oh, let's go off for a pizza and I'll show you how to eat it.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. As we did, yeah that was good. it was delicious. it was good yeah it's it's definitely something I think people need to look into and understand well, that's kind of why I wrote this episode was because I think a lot of people have uh, misconceptions and are just sort of in, in not in the rude way but ignorant to what they're eating I don't think everybody knows the benefits and the and kind of the detriments to what they're eating and what's in our food um, and it's important that people are educated and understand these things oh, yeah.
2: definitely lot of money too in this way it's amazing i mean right i don't think about it anymore but the amount of money that we don't spend either restaurants or the grocery buying meat oh meat's expensive
0: it's not you know you can't just buy 20 steaks but you can buy 20 potatoes and that's (laughs) really really
2: cheap vegetables are really inexpensive and if you shop around a little bit Mm. it's easy to find that kind of food i'll tell you what living in cleveland we have so many ethnic markets, so you can get a wide variety of foods. Not that you need to have a wide variety of foods, but it's just more so interesting. And
0: I have to assume that there has to be some kind of, it's got to be fun to discover these new ways to cook food, to eat food, different foods that you've never had before, because you kind of have to. Right. You can't just take any kind of meat dish or right? anything. You have to work around it. And there, it's, there's got to be some kind of I don't know, fun aspects to that, I think, right? It
2: is. Actually, if you, if you think about it, take um, a mental image of your plates that you typically would eat, mm-hmm. you know, a dinner or lunch, and we don't put meat in the center of it, we'll put a potato in the center of it, and then there's vegetables on the outside, right, yeah. and so forth, and that's kind of our, our mindset for that, and additionally, sure. we incorporate a lot more flavors, instead of having some piece of meat that we have to, like, chew into and figure out <laughs> right. how to prepare it the best way, and kill all the bacteria before we eat it. Yeah. You know, we're just eating these plants and vegetables and splicing it in unusual ways. I mean, our spice cupboard is bigger than most people's pants. <laughs> but that's just we've always liked flavor but at right. the same time um, you know our teenage son enjoys going to Thai Indian Chinese restaurants sure. with us because he likes the experimentation of food as well right trying something new trying
0: something just different and, and interesting but you, it's, it's not always you don't have to give into like eating meat or things that you like animal products um, and still being able to find these new things so it's got to be an interesting hard but interesting and <laughs> You know what? The Probably heck? pays off. It's
2: not even hard. Because really. I think we've been acculturated to think about, um, and I'm going to paraphrase uh, either John McDougall or, or John SSD Essel- one, one of these doctors, that says that a typical American diet is you eat an Easter banquet for breakfast, okay. and you have like. Christmas or Thanksgiving for lunch, Christmas for dinner, and then you eat like a birthday party every night. You
1: know, yeah. right.
2: So we've like, in the culture that this is the way we're supposed to eat, mm-hmm. wonder why we have so many health problems on a in America. Right. The reality is, because every
0: meal we we think that we need to just consume as much as possible.
2: And <laughs> it, it's, it's funny, there are, there are still pockets of the earth where you find people who eat incredibly healthy right. diets and they don't have the degree of cancer. They don't have the heart disease that we have in this culture. And that's because they're living either in poverty or they're living at subsistence level. And some of those people are eating a much healthier diet. Right. And Americans who are eating um, a very rich diet and eating almost like we're all wealthy because take it back into history um, back into the 16, 17, 1800s and so forth, they were used to, you know, the political cartoons were about these large people who were super wealthy and the corporate bearers, right. whatever, right. had gout, you know, wealthy, <laughs> but, you know, the poor people didn't get <clears> these <throat> because they,
0: they were eating. They had to eat bread and vegetables, cheap, cheaper things. and Things like
2: that, which, you know, stooped, yeah. So we make a, a hot breakfast every single morning and enjoy it right it's just it's fun it's like the first
0: of the day right i have tons of fuel to get me through the day.
2: Yeah.
0: so do you have i'll just kind of wrap this up with a final question do you have um a favorite vegan dish that you would recommend to anybody out there that's already vegan or thinking about being vegan or anyone just wants to try something new?
2: i'll tell you um one of our favorite things to make is the vegetarian pizza Okay. And it's basically, just picture, it's a pizza with the bread sauce and vegetables instead of pepperoni or whatever. And we just don't put cheese on it. So we don't like vegan cheese. Sure. It's out there. It's kind of fatty. It's kind of funny, but I'll eat a little bit of it. But that's one of my favorite things to make is um, those and different kinds of pasta dishes mm-hmm. that have lots of vegetables in them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is going to sound funny, but we've learned how to make like roasted potatoes and roasted roasted sweet potatoes. That, <laughs> Would make people cry. Like, wow. Just, because I love sweet potatoes. They're amazing. It's, but it's simple food like that that really I suggest to people. Mm. Um, I, my advice is not to try to chase everything that you want to you get substitutes for. Yeah. You know, we, we just experimented with the, with the vegan. Macaroni and cheese, and I'm not even imagining macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. But this one was, you know, we took a bunch of vegetables and we cooked and boiled them down and pureed them and made this cheesy kind of sauce, and it was. Wow. That would be like a, it, we were we were actually trying it because of. A teenage girl that wants to go vegan that's been a vegetarian for years. Okay. She wanted she wanted to a way to substitute for and cheese. <laughs> and so we were experimenting so we could tell.
0: That, you know. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, I really that's awesome. I appreciate it. Sure. Thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. Uh, you've been a great guest. And
1: thank you very much. That's it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, eat the, eat the plants. Some of the music in this episode was provided by BenSound.com.